Hey, Rookie Big Board listener. Before we get to this episode, I want to make sure you know about the 2022 Rookie Guide. Volume 1 is out now. It is over 130 pages, chock full of rookie insight, 90 player profiles, mock drafts, player values, comparison to Devi and Dynasty value, and so much more. Head on over to patreon.com slash the FF Educator and get your copy now. in session this is the draft seminar rookie profile series hosted by matt hicks the ff educator and i am joined as always by john lob the gridiron scholar this is the calvin austin rookie profile episode an explosive but a bit debated prospect here before we get into that debate I want to make sure folks know that they can check out this entire rookie series. We got about 30-something episodes in now. Make sure you go back and either listen or watch them all. We, You can listen in on the Rookie Big Board podcast channel, the NFL Draft Bible Podcast Network, or you can watch on the Rookie Big Board YouTube channel. You can catch more of John's work at fantasy at footballdiehards.com and more of my rookie content, including the 2022 Rookie Guide at patreon.com slash the FF Educator. John, Calvin Austin from your Memphis Tigers. Let's dig in. I never let my love of a player cloud my draft prospects, and I have really enjoyed Calvin Austin over the past two seasons. And I mentioned it on the um, uh, the Senior Bowl preview show. There's really just one word to describe this man, speed. He just oozes speed when you watch the tape. In high school, he had 49 career touchdowns, Matt. And listen to the diversity of scores. 24 receiving, 8 rushing, 6 punt returns, 5 kick returns, Four interception returns and two fumble returns. I mean, the man scored every time in all different ways in high school. He only had 74 receptions for 1,513 yards. And I mentioned 24 touchdowns. And he had 558 yards rushing. But he graduated high school and he didn't get an invite. No one gave this young man a scholarship. He's from the Memphis area. He dreamed as a young man to play for the Memphis Tigers. But he got on campus as a track and field star, Matt. What he did on the track is just simply amazing. 2018, All-American Athletic Conference, four times in the relay, 200 meters, outdoor, indoor, fantastic sprinter. Then in 2019, All-American AAC again, 4 by 100 relay team. Then he's an All-American second team in the nation, 4 by 100 yard meter relay. 
my dogs just came in. So sorry, I got distracted for a second. <laughs> 2019 track and field cross country team. Just an explosive athlete in track and field. And Matt, he finally got a chance to get on the football field. Memphis had a lot of turnover in COVID. Uh, uh, they finally got his opportunity. In 2020, he was first team all AAC, 74 receptions, 1,149 yards, and eight touchdowns. 2021, first team all AAC, and third team all AAC punt returner. Matt, back-to-back 1,000-yard seasons, prolific college career. What's your film study say? Yeah, John, Calvin Austin's a really enticing player. And you're right, it starts with the burning speed. I mean, and, and it's it shows up in all different ways, John. I mean, if you're talking about in a straight line, he Ooh. absolutely can accelerate along the boundary, returning kicks. But he's fast. He's just quick, too, right? Like, he's quick off the line of scrimmage. He's quick in short space. He moves well laterally. He can go east-west. He can go north-south. So it's not this one-dimensional. You know, I think sometimes we get in our heads like, oh, he's a track runner. It means he could only run in a straight line. No, he's fluid. Like, he can move around. He's quick and he's fast. So speed, you know, takes into account both of those things, and he's really fast. And he's got great athleticism, John. He's a very fluid wideout. He moves around the field with ease. You can't emphasize enough, and we're going to get into this as we circle back to his, you know, really fan- hone in on his fantasy uh, relevance. But, you know, he does return punts well. He returns kicks well. He's going to be a versatile athlete here for an NFL offense, and you can be creative with him. You know, you can line him up in the backfield. You can put him in motion. You can do a lot of different things with Calvin Austin. And he's not just fast. He's got good hands as well, John. Uh, he extends, you know, relatively well for his size. He adjusts well to off-target passes. And you could actually see, I mean, go and actually, you know, flip on the SMU tape in 2020. You see him, like, scoop balls out of the ground well. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, so he has good reaction skills. He's not just catching these, you know, floaters running 50 yards downfield, although that will happen at times. Mm-hmm. And it's just he's a really consistent target. Now, when it comes to, you know, certain elements of his game, he's not going to overwhelm an NFL, you know, defensive back as a blocker. And he's not going to go up and win contested balls in the NFL it's just not happening right so with Calvin Austin you have to recognize that he's going to do some things very well and there's other things that NFL teams are just not going to ask him to do and that could potentially limit the scope of his production and what he's able to do for fantasy football purposes despite the fact that he could be an impactful NFL player but John let's get back into those Memphis numbers because they really are impressive I'm going to say something I don't mean it as a hot take I think he's better than Tutu Atwell. He will not get the second-round draft capital of Tutu Atwell. He won't. But I have him graded higher in my model, and I think he will be a better value. I mean, Tutu didn't even get on the field, which is something that kind of concerns me because Austin is 5'8", 170. And I'm putting him in the bucket of Rondell Moore and Tutu Atwell. Different player. Closer to Tutu. He really is completely different than Rondell Moore. They're not even the same prospect. Different routes. Everything's different. But the same type of bucket player. That's what I think about him. But my model, basically in two years, Matt, 156 receptions, 2,541 yards. But, Matt, look at that home run ability. 
that speed, 16.3. If you watch this film, there are players, he just burns secondaries. Like there are home runs where you're like, he's 15 yards beyond the people. But now it's an American Athletic Conference. I get it. Safeties that aren't going to be at the NFL level, but he's he just burned them deep. And then there's quick screens. If you watch Memphis football, they throw a lot of those quick hitters to their running backs or their wide receivers. And there's one thing that I like about the Memphis system. Most quick screens go to the outside of the field. Memphis throws a quick screen, Matt, where they bring the receiver in and he has to navigate through the inner portion of the defense, which means the receiver's got to have good vision. And that's where his kick and punt returning skills help him as a receiver because he can deal with like five linebackers and defensive linemen around him and gain yards because then all of a sudden he just explodes and he hits a big play. He has a yak potential. 53% catch percentage this year. But he had a freshman quarterback, red shirt freshman, Seth Hennigan. He was a little better, I thought, with Brady White, who is now ironically playing in the USFL. Seth Hennigan was a first-year starter, not as accurate as Brady White. But Team Ariel dominator last year, 32%. Everything my model and film study likes, but the size, 5'8", 170, tells me he's never going to get 120 targets as a fantasy football fan. Matt, speaking of fantasy football, what do our viewers need to know? Yeah, John, it'll be so interesting to figure out his NFL draft capital. I've held on the side of keeping him in day two late territory. That's 50 to, to 102. But as more as the wide receiver class gets more and more popular, you know, guys like Alec Pierce and Christian Watson and uh, even I think Valus Jones Jr. Like as these guys push into the second round, I could see Calvin Austin slipping out. But here's the thing. I do think that there is going to be an NFL team that looks at him sees his special teams, you know, upside and is willing to draft him, you know, strictly for that and with the hopes he could also contribute, right? So you look at a team like the Arizona Cardinals. Wouldn't the Arizona Cardinals love him just to have him, right? It wouldn't make sense, but they would love him just to have him. And so, you know, I'm waiting for that type of situation to pop up here with Calvin Austin. But, you know, I do project him as day too late. And if he captures that, I still have him in bench depth territory here. So a guy that, you know, you're not going to necessarily be able to put out right away, but has the potential to be able to kind of work his way into that wide receiver three territory. And John, it's kind of exactly what we've been talking about, right? I have his ADP projection as a mid-round three. I, I do think that's where folks are going to go for him. And I'm probably going to have a low level of exposure for him at that round uh, simply because there's so many other guys that I like. So it's less that I dislike Calvin Austin, and it's just that I like other guys more than him. However, if he starts to slip, especially into the fourth round, one of the things I always say for my sleeper guys, John, especially, you know, at the wide receiver position where it can be a little tough to get onto the field early in your career. And if when you have that special teams upside, that gives you roster stability, right? It means you're going to have a spot on that roster where a wide receiver who's kind of on that edge, who who can't contribute to special teams, it's easy to cut that guy. It's easy to <laughs> bring him down to the practice squad, right? Calvin Austin, he's going to be on an NFL roster because they need him for NFL purposes to return those kicks, to return those punts, because he's going to be dang good at it, right? So 
the question will be, you know, if you're looking for a late round sleeper, if Calvin Austin is still sitting there in the fourth round, at that point, I think he's worth taking a shot on, right? Because you can only put up points, John, if you're on the field. A couple injuries go down, the wide receivers above you on the depth chart. All of a sudden, you know, you're a starter. You're ready to make an impact, John. And so that's what I'm looking at for Calvin Austin. Sneaky good upside. But, John, there's nothing sneaky about the upside of the rookie profile series, all right? We're just dropping knowledge here. We're providing it every week, multiple rookie profiles, and we're still going strong. We still got more guys to do. If you if this is your first episode or you've only caught, you know, a dozen of these, go back, listen to them all. Lots of great timeless insight packed into these short episodes. And as always, we appreciate you checking out this episode.